The Corona Caesar, an adaptation of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar by Andrew Hartley. Produced and performed by the undergraduates of the theater department at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Episode 3, Assassination. Caesar, beware of Brutus, take heed of Cassius, come not near Casca, have an eye to Cinna, trust not Trebonius, mark well Metellus Cimber, Decius Brutus loves thee not, thou hast wronged Caius Ligarius. There is but one mind in all these men, and it is bent against Caesar. If thou beest not immortal, look about you. Security gives way to conspiracy. The mighty gods defend thee, thy lover. Artemidorus. Here will I stand till Caesar pass along, and as a suitor will I give him this. My heart laments that virtue cannot live out of the teeth of emulation. If thou read this, O Caesar, thou mayst live. If not, the fates with traitors do contrive. The soothsayer? It is, Caesar. <laughs> the odds of March are come. <laughs> Aye, Caesar, but not gone. Hail, Caesar! Read this schedule. Trebonius doth desire you to or read at your best leisure this his humble suit. Oh, Caesar, read mine first, for mine's a suit that touches Caesar nearer. Read it, great Caesar. What touches us ourselves shall be last served. Delay not, Caesar. Read it instantly. What? <laughs> Is the fellow mad? Sarah, give place. What? Urge you your petitions in the street? Come to the capital. I wish your enterprise today may thrive. What enterprise, Papilius? Fare you well. What said Papilius Lena? She wished today our enterprise might thrive. I fear our purpose is discovered. Look how she makes to Caesar. Mark her. Casca, be sudden, for we fear prevention. Brutus, what shall be done? If this be known, Cassius or Caesar never shall turn back, for I will slay myself. Cassius, be constant. Apelius Lena speaks not of her purposes, for look, she smiles and Caesar doth not change. Oh, Trebonius knows his time. For look you, Brutus, he draws Mark Antony out of the way. Where is Metellus Simber? Let her go and presently prefer her suit to Caesar. She is addressed. Press near and second her. Casca, 
You are the first that rears your hand. Are we all ready? What is now amiss that Caesar and his senate must redress? Most high, most mighty, and most puissant Caesar, Metellus Simber throws before thy seat and humble heart. I must prevent thee, Simber. These couchings and these lowly courtesies might fire the blood of ordinary men and turn preordinance and first decree into the law of children. Be not fond to think that Caesar bears such rebel blood that will be thawed from the true quality with that which melteth fools. <laughs> I mean sweet words, low crooked courtesies, and base spaniel fawning. Thy brother by decree is banished. If thou dost bend and pray and fawn for him, I spurn thee like a cur out of my way. No Caesar doth not wrong, nor without cause will he be satisfied. Is there no voice more worthy than my own to sound more sweetly in great Caesar's ear for the repealing of my banished brother? I kiss thy hand, but not in flattery, Caesar, desiring thee that Publius Simber may have an immediate freedom of repeal. What? Brutus. Pardon, Caesar. Caesar, pardon. As low as to thy foot doth Cassius fall, to beg enfranchisement for Publius Simber. I could be well moved if I was you. If I could pray to move, prayers would move me. But I am constant as the northern star, of whose true fixed and resting quality there was no fellow in the firmament. The skies are painted with unnumbered sparks. They are all fire, and every one doth shine. But there's but one, and all doth hold his place. So in the world tis furnace well with men, and men of flesh. Blood and apprehensive. Yet in the number I do know but one that unassailable holds his wreck, unshaked of motion. And that I am he, let me a little show it, even in this that I was constant Simber should be banished, and constant do remain to keep himself. Oh, Caesar! Hence, will thou lift up Olympus? Doth not Brutus bootless kneel? Speak. Hands for me! streets. Send to the common pulpits and cry out liberty, freedom, and enfranchisement. People and senators, be not affrighted. Fly not, stand stiff. Ambition's debt is paid. Go to the pulpit, Brutus. And Cassius, too. Where's Papilius? Here, quite confounded with this mutiny. 
Stand fast together, lest some friend of Caesar's should chance. Talk not of standing. Apelius, good cheer. There is no harm intended to your person, nor no Roman else. So tell them, Papilius. And leave us, Papilius, lest that the people rushing on us should do your age some mischief. Do so. Let no man abide this deed, but we the doers. Where's Antony? Flit to his house amazed. Men, wives, and children stare, cry out, and run as if it were doomsday. Fates, we will know your pleasures. That we shall die, we know. Tis but the time and drawing days out that men stand upon. Why, he that cuts off twenty years of life cuts off so many years of fearing death. Grant that, and then is death a benefit. So are we Caesar's friends that have abridged his time of fearing death. Stoop, Romans, stoop, and let us bathe our hands in Caesar's blood up to the elbows and besmear our swords. Then walk we forth even to the marketplace and waving our red weapons o'er our heads, let's all cry peace. Freedom and liberty! Stoop then, and wash. How many ages hence shall this our lofty scene be acted over? In states unborn and accents yet unknown. How many times shall Caesar bleed and sport that now on Pompey's basis lies along no worthier than the dust? So oft as that shall be. So often shall the not of us be called the ones that gave their country liberty. What? Shall we forth? Aye. Every one away. Brutus shall lead. And we will grace her heels with the most boldest and best hearts of Rome. Soft! Who comes here? Friend of Antony's. Thus, Brutus, did my master bid me kneel. Thus did Mark Antony bid me fall down. And being prostrate, thus he bade me say, Brutus is noble, wise, valiant, and honest. Caesar was mighty, bold, royal, and loving. Say I love Brutus, and I honor him. Say I feared Caesar, honored him, and loved him. If Brutus will vouchsafe that Antony may safely come to him and be resolved how Caesar hath deserved to lie in death, Mark Antony shall not love Caesar dead so well as Brutus living, but will follow the fortune and affairs of noble Brutus through the hazards of this untried state with all true faith. So says my master Antony. Thy master is a wise and valiant Roman. I never thought him worse. Tell him, so please him come into this place, he shall be satisfied, and by my honor, depart untouched. I'll fetch him presently. 
I know that we shall have him well to friend. I, I wish we may, but yet have I a mind that fears him much, and my misgivings still fall shrewdly to the purpose. But here comes Antony. Welcome, Mark Antony. Oh, mighty Caesar, dost thou lie so low? Are all thy conquests, glories, triumphs, spoils shrunk to this little measure? Fare thee well. I know not, honest friends, what you intend. Who else must be like blood? Who else is rank? If I myself, there is no hour so fit as Caesar's death hour, nor no instrument of half that worth as those your blades, made rich with the most noble blood of all this world. I do beseech ye, if you bear me hard, now whilst your purpled hands do reek and smoke, fulfill your pleasure. Live a thousand years, I shall not find myself so apt to die. No place will please me so, no mean of death, as here by Caesar, and by you cut off. The choice and master spirits of this age. O oh, Antony, beg not your death of us, though now we must appear bloody and cruel, as by our hands and this our present act, you see we do. Yet you see but our hands, and this the bleeding business they have done. Our hearts you see not. They are pitiful, and pity to the general wrong of Rome have done this deed on Caesar. For your part, to you our blades have leaden points, Mark Antony. Our arms, in strength of malice, and our hearts of brother's temper do receive you in with all kind love, good thoughts, and reverence. Your voice shall be as strong as any man's in the disposing of new dignities. Only be patient till we have appeased the multitude beside themselves with fear, and then we will deliver you the cause. Why, I that did love Caesar when I struck him have thus proceeded. I doubt not of your wisdom. Let each one Render me their bloody hand. First, noble Brutus, will I shake with you. But Antony, the sickness. You may wash hereafter. Very well, I'll shake your hand. Next, Caius Cassius, do I take your hand. Now, Decius Brutus, yours. Now yours, Metellus, yours, Cinna, and my valiant Casca, yours. Though last, not last in love, yours, good Trebonius. Gentles, all, alas, what shall I say? My credit now stands on such slippery ground. That's one of two bad ways you must conceit me, either a coward or 
a flatterer. That I did love thee, Caesar, oh, tis true. If then thy spirit look upon us now, shall it not grieve thee dearer than thy death to see thy Antony making his peace, shaking the bloody fingers of thy foes, most noble, in the presence of thy corpse? Had I as many eyes as thou hast wounds, weeping as fast as they stream forth thy blood, it would become me better than to close in terms of friendship with thine enemies. Pardon me, Julius. Here wast thou bade, brave heart, here didst thou fall, and here thy slayers stand. How like a deer, struck by many hunters, dost thou here lie? Mark Antony. Pardon me, Caius Cassius. The enemies of Caesar shall say this, then, in a friend, it is cold modesty. I blame you not for praising Caesar so, but what compact mean you to have with us? Will you be pricked in number of our friends, or shall we on, and not depend on you? Therefore I took your hands, but was indeed swayed from the point by looking down on Caesar. Friends, am I with you all, and love you all upon this hope, that you shall give me reasons why and wherein Caesar was dangerous. Or else were this a savage spectacle. Our reasons are so full of good regard that were you, Antony, the son of Caesar, you should be satisfied. Mm. That's all I seek, and am moreover suitor that I may produce his body to the marketplace, and in the pulpit, as becomes a friend, speak in the order of his funeral. You shall, Mark Antony. Brutus, a word with you. You know not what you do. Do not consent that Antony speak in his funeral. Know you how much the people may be moved by that which he will utter? By your pardon, I will myself into the pulpit first and show the reason of our Caesar's death. What Antony shall speak, I will protest he speaks by leave and by permission, and that we are contented Caesar shall have all true rites and lawful ceremonies. It shall advantage more than do us wrong. I know not what may fall. I like it not. Mark Antony, here, take you Caesar's body. You shall not in your funeral speech blame us, and you shall speak in the same pulpit whereto I am going, after my speech is ended. Be it so, I do desire no more. Prepare the body then, and follow us. Oh, pardon me, thou bleeding piece of earth that I am meek and gentle with these butchers. Thou art the ruins of the noblest man that ever lived in the tide of times. Woe to the hand that shed this costly blood. Over thy wounds now do I prophesy, which, like dumb mouse, do ope their ruby lips to beg the voice and utterance of my tongue. A curse shall light upon the limbs of men. Domestic fury 
and fierce civil strife shall cumber all the parts of Italy. Blood and destruction shall be so in use and dreadful objects so familiar that mothers shall but smile when they behold their infants quartered with the hands of war. Oh, pity choked with custom of fell deeds and Caesar's spirit ranging for revenge with Ate by his side come hot from hell shall in these confines with a monarch's voice cry Havoc! And let slip the dogs of war that this foul deed shall smell above the earth with carrion men groaning for burial. You serve Octavius Caesar, do you not? I do, Mark Antony. Caesar did write for him to come to Rome. He did receive his letters, and is coming, and bid me say to you by word of mouth. Oh, oh Caesar! Thy heart is big. Get thee apart and weep. Passion, I see, is catching, for mine eyes, seeing those beads of sorrow stand in thine, begin to water. Is thy master coming? He lies tonight, within seven leagues of Rome. Post back with speed, and tell him what hath chanced. Here is a mourning Rome, a dangerous Rome, no Rome of safety for Octavius yet. Hide hence, and tell him so. Yet stay a while. Thou shalt not back till I have borne this corpse into the marketplace. There shall I try in my oration how the people take the cruel issue of these bloody men. According to the which, thou shalt discourse to young Octavius of the state of things. Lend me your hand. In the Corona Caesar, the part of Brutus was played by Ren Bell, Cassius by Drew Coley, and Mark Antony by Anthony Neal. Dylan Ireland played Caesar and Sinna the Poet. Elijah Hensley was Casca, and Amy Kaka was Portia and Morellis. Isabel Grise played Calpurnia. Tanner Bowers Octavius, his servant, and Artemidorus. Alexander Gomes was Flavius, Trebonius, and Lucius. Natalie Perkins was Decius. Raiden Leader was the Soothsayer and Metellus Simber. Zoe Lee Turner was the newsreader, Cinna, and Papilius Lena. Micah Conti was Caius Ligarius and Antony's servant. Citizen, security officer, and servant roles were shared by members of the cast. The show was adapted and directed by Andrew Hartley and mixed and mastered by Benjamin G. Stickles. Christopher Barry was the voice and acting coach. Gianna Agostino, the sound designer, and Megan St. Armand, the dramaturg. 
Stage management was by Alexis Fine and Emmanuel Powell, under the supervision of Rachel Watkins. Music was composed and performed by Gianna Augustino, cello, and Andrew Hartley. Guitars. Other production elements were managed by members of the Department of Theater faculty and those of the Performing Arts Service Unit at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte, with special consultation from Hallie Hutchison, Bruce Auerbach, and Gordon Olson, who also designed the production logo. This show was rehearsed, recorded, and released under COVID-19 social distancing protocols in the fall of 2020. This production is copyrighted 2020 by the University of North Carolina. All rights reserved. Please consider supporting the Department of Theater during this challenging time. Your gift will go directly to our programs and student scholarships and will help us continue to deliver creative content to you. Thank you for championing the arts at UNC Charlotte. Please visit uncboxoffice.com to make your gift today.